Welcome to Cathedral Square, hosted by Father Christopher Smith, Episcopal Vicar and Rector of Christ Cathedral in Garden Grove, California. For the next half hour, you'll have an opportunity to find out about some of the history, little-known facts, and the upcoming events at the beautiful campus on the corner of Chapman and Lewis, or, as we like to say, at the intersection of faith and reason. Welcome to another edition of Cathedral Square with Father Christopher Smith. Coming up in this next half hour, we're going to share some messages from our weekend masses at Christ Cathedral Garden Grove, as recorded on Facebook Livestream. On the first half of our broadcast, we'll feature a homily from the 29th Sunday in Ordinary Time. Today we hear through the Gospel story that we are to persistently and with joy reach out in service to others. Here's Father Christopher Smith. When life is difficult, when we're feeling downtrodden and tired, it is difficult to see the gifts of our lives. When we live in a world of terrorist attacks, political unrest, conflicts throughout the world, Poverty, hunger, social problems. It is normal sometimes to feel disillusioned and disheartened. When we think about our own personal lives and maybe some problem we're having right now or some difficulty in the family or some difficulty at work, it is not easy to see the gifts of our lives. And in the middle of it all, we hear in the gospel today, Jesus reassuring us of his presence always with us. And he says specifically, pray always and do not grow weary. Another translation is, pray always and do not lose heart. And then he goes on to tell this really interesting story. The story about a widow who obviously is having some kind of terrible problems legally. I imagine somebody is maybe abusing her or somebody's trying to take advantage of her. And she goes to the judge and she says, day after day, judge, help me, judge, help me, please help me. And the judge ignores her. The judge, you know, is probably thinking something like, "Ah, who is this? Just some poor woman. She's of no importance to me. She's not an important person in the society or whatever. You know what? I can't waste my time with her. And so she faces this judge knowing that he's the only possibility for some relief. And what does she do with that being ignored by the judge. Does she slink away? Oh my God, I don't know what I'm going to do. No. She thinks about, well, what resource do I have? I don't have a whole lot of money, probably. I'm having trouble with this aggressive person on my case. What do I have? I know what I have. I have my persistent personality. That's what I have. And she says, you know what? I'm going to use the gift of my persistence. 
the gift of my perseverance to try to make it through this tough situation. And so she goes back to the judge and she keeps after him and she keeps after him and she keeps after him. And eventually he gives in. Why? Because he respects God? No, he says, I don't care about God. I don't really care about this lady. But I'm afraid if I don't do something, she's going to hit me. So he acts out of fear that she's going to attack him. And the point is of the story that it was her persistence in the midst of a tough time that eventually brought her relief. That day she was liberated, I'm sure. That day life was new for her again, but because she got justice. She is an image for that praying always and not losing heart. She kept after the judge. She didn't lose heart. And the way she did it was by using a resource that she had, which was her own persistence. We gather today in the church, all of us going through whatever we're going through in our lives and dealing with whatever it is. And as we face the challenges of life, we do that with the resources that we have. And all of us have resources. All of us have gifts. Now, they may vary from person to person, but we all have resources. I think everybody in the church today, for example, has a place to sleep tonight. Today, everybody gathered here has clothes to wear. And I imagine that everybody has something to eat today. Those are resources that most of us have. The tragedy is that there are some people who don't even have a place to live or a place to sleep tonight. Those are resources. Other resources that some people have lots of energy. Some people have lots of patience. Some people have lots of imagination. Some people have lots of creativity. Some people have lots of time. Some people have a particular talent or ability. We all have something. And none of us has everything. And that's really important to remember from time to time. Today as we begin in Christ Cathedral Parish, our second week of stewardship renewal, we remember that last week... We reflected on the fact that stewardship is all about remembering that all that we have and all that we are belongs to God. It's all a gift. And we heard the story about the ten people with leprosy and only one of them returned to say thank you. Why? Because the other nine were not grateful? No, because only one recognized That in addition to his physical healing, he had actually been touched by Jesus. And that's why he was able to return to say thank you. And so we remember that the stewardship way of life is all about, as we say, living every day from an attitude of gratitude. From a place of gratitude in our lives. And we also are recalling that the stewardship way of life is about remembering that every day we are called to grow in a new way of life, continually growing in a new way of life. And the new way of life that we are called to grow in today is to persistently use the resources that we have in order to reach out and be of service to other people. You know that lady in the gospel... She didn't receive her liberation. She didn't receive justice just for her own sake. 
She received that liberation, that justice, that healing, if you will, so that she could reach out in service to other people. While she was so terribly burdened with whatever was going on, she couldn't reach out in service very easily to other people. So she used her persistence to get justice and then used that to be of service to other people. Today, as we gather here, a community of faith, we're also invited to think about what resources do we have in order to joyfully reach out to be of service to other people. You know, sometimes the only resource that we might have is a smile. Now, guess what? Everybody has that resource, but we don't always use it. So that's a resource that can bring some life and some, some comfort and a good feeling to other people. Some days, maybe it's the only resource we have, and some days we don't even have that one. And we always have something. And that's the point. Rather than looking at what we don't have, we look out to see what is a resource I have and how can I use it. Sometimes that resource is an embrace. Sometimes that resource can be a grand and generous action. It doesn't matter. What matters is that our attitude every day when we wake up in the morning is to say thank you to God for the gift of our lives And then to think, hmm, today, what is it that I have that I can use to serve somebody else? Huh, today I'm feeling kind of patient. You know, today I'm feeling kind of in a good, 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 good mood. So maybe I can use my sense of humor. You know, that's a resource too. (laughs) What can we use every day that God has given to us to joyfully reach out in service to other people? As we gather in faith today, it is wonderful to remember that God blesses each of us with different resources. And so let's think this very day before we go to sleep tonight, how can I use whatever resource I identify today to joyfully reach out in service to somebody else? It is my hope and my prayer that these weeks of stewardship renewal here at Christ Cathedral Parish and forever who is coming here from another parish or another part of the world even, I hope that this time will reignite our enthusiasm and our energy for identifying a gift, a resource that we have to joyfully serve somebody else. If we do that, Not only will the recipient of our service be blessed, but the whole world will be blessed. How wonderful to think that this day we have an opportunity to be somebody else's blessing. And through that, to bless a world that could really use some blessings today.
listening to Cathedral Square. Thanks for tuning in today. Now, for the second half of today's program, we'll hear from Father Christopher and a powerful homily that he delivered on the 32nd Sunday in Ordinary Time. And we hear from the very interesting gospel story today that as disciples of Jesus, it's really important to be asking the right questions. Here again is Father Christopher Smith. If you go out to start your car in the morning and your car won't start, which is the better question? I wonder why I parked the car here last night. Or, what can I do to get this car started? You wake up on your birthday and you're sick, you feel miserable. And you were really looking forward to your birthday. Which is the better question? Why am I sick on my birthday? Or, what's wrong with me and how can I get better? You take a test at school. And you get a big F. Fail. Which is the better question? Why did I have to get such a lousy teacher? Or, what do I have to study to do better next time? Lots of time in our lives, <laughs> we ask the wrong questions. The gospel story today, oh my goodness, that lady, seven husbands. And they're all brothers. One she marries, he dies. The next one, he dies. The next one, he dies. <laughs> Not, it's not funny. <laughs> then she dies. <laughs> Quite a woman, I must say. And then the religious authorities use that as a way to try to trick Jesus. And they say, okay, now this lady had seven husbands. At the resurrection, whose wife will she be? Which brother can claim her? Jesus doesn't even answer the question. Because the answer to the question doesn't really matter. What he says is what's important is that there is life after death. What is important is that you have that life with you every single day. What Jesus says in the gospel is what is important is that you bring that hope of resurrection life and love to every event and circumstances of your lives, even though you might not know why something happened. We ask the wrong questions sometimes, and they don't lead us anywhere. The question for a person of faith in Jesus is what can I bring to this situation that I'm in now that is life-giving and hopeful? Sometimes asking the wrong question can even be harmful. Sometimes asking the wrong question can keep us stuck. Why me? Why did this have to happen? Why them? Sometimes asking the wrong question can keep us stuck in anger or bitterness, or cynicism, or even jealousy. Asking the wrong question can keep us from moving forward. And the good news of the gospel 
is that asking the right question can actually lead to a breakthrough sometimes. Asking the right question can actually lead to some kind of action or disposition or confidence that will help us to move forward. Pope Francis said in a beautiful writing a couple of years ago, we need to bring the beautiful today of Jesus to our lives and our world. I love that phrase, the beautiful today of Jesus. And that's what happens when we ask the right question. For example, when an earthquake happens and then a tsunami happens and it's in the same poor village and the same poor people get devastated, we ask, why does it have to happen there? Those poor people have suffered so much. Why do these disasters happen in places of great poverty? A much better question is, what can I do to help? What can I do to be supportive? Maybe I know a relative who lives here in the United States, and I can call that relative, and I can offer my comfort and my prayers. I remember when my brother died in his sleep very unexpectedly. I remember asking the question, why did Tim have to die? My brother was so good. In fact, I just saw somebody recently where my brother used to work, and I asked, did you know my brother? And they said, oh, yeah, we know him. Everybody here knows him, and they loved him. He brought life and joy to everybody in this place. Why did my brother have to die when he did? Why did I have to, or why does my dad, who was 90 years old at the time, have to go through the grief of losing a son? Better question. What can I do to be there for my sister-in-law? How can I help my dad through his grief? What might I say to my nephew and my nieces who lost their dad? Not long ago, I found out about the diagnosis of a good friend who has cancer. And of course, my first question to myself, why her? She's such a good woman. She's so active in the church. Her life is going so well right now. Why her? Why now? A better question really is, When is the surgery that she needs to have? How might I be helpful to the family at that time? Where might I reach out to the family after the surgery to see if they need a meal or a babysitter or somebody? Yes, it is helpful sometimes to ask why when something happens. Because there are some things, if we know the reason that something happened, like there is some mechanical failure or some kind of accident or some other way that we can avoid having that happen again, asking why is certainly legitimate and it's normal. However, at the same time, some of the questions that we ask, if that's where we leave it, doesn't ever really matter if we know what the answer is. Whose wife? Will she be for those seven husbands that she had? 
even if Jesus gave an answer, it wouldn't have mattered. What mattered is that there's life after death. What matters if there's life here and now in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And so I'm thinking today that the why questions are very normal. And how can I bring life now, Lord, is divine. listening to the Cathedral Square Radio Show with Father Christopher Smith. To hear this program again or to download the podcast, go to OCCatholic.com and click Radio. Be sure to share and tell a friend as well. Have a blessed day.